You're listening to The Horseman's Mindset, where we meet to discuss horses, mindset, and mental health as it relates to your horsemanship journey. I'm your host, Ashley Purden, and I want to help you to bridge the gap between where you are now and where you want to be with your horse. I'm going to teach you what it is that separates good horsemen from the rest and how you can grow into that role for your horse. This show consists of my personal opinions and is meant for informational purposes only. Hello, my friends, and welcome back for another episode. I really missed being able to come on and share with you all last week, but it's just been really crazy these last couple of weeks. There's been a lot going on in my life uh, professionally and a lot of positive things. Really, everything's been positive. I need to go like knock on some wood now so I don't jinx myself. But it's really been a good six to eight week stretch for me. And the last couple weeks in particular have just gotten super busy. I think everyone's just kind of coming out of hibernation. It's getting warmer. People are thinking about doing lessons again. I've got Uh, a few more horses at the barn that are in my training and exercise program and um, it's really been it's really been fun to be back to a fuller schedule but with that I'm having to kind of navigate what um, what my priorities are so it's always going to be training horses and lessons first and then after that whatever content I can get out to you guys so Uh, Let's see. So what has even been going on? So I have spent three days now um, shadowing Rhonda Martin. And she is an equine sports massage therapist is kind of the most direct way I can put that. She's really hard to peg and define what she does exactly because she does so much. Um, And I'm planning to get certified in equine massage sometime this year we're just kind of taking it slow and working it into my schedule as it works which is wonderful to have that level of flexibility with everything else I have going on there's no way that I could just do a traditional uh, massage certification over a um, you know predetermined period of time so this has been nice and it's been very experiential which is really how I'm used to learning. I don't do quite so well just going straight to a book and trying to get all the terminology down and all of that first. I do much better just kind of diving in and trying it out first and then going back and applying the book knowledge to what I have experienced. So I'm really thrilled that she is offering me that format. It's been really fun. I had a really good day with her today um, observing and actually getting to put my hands on some horses and start feeling some stuff and learning some different modalities. So that was really fun. Um, I had a lesson with Rhonda. She also, she's a very gifted riding instructor as well. And she has a really good eye and understanding for the rider and horse biomechanics and how the two should be working together and when things aren't quite working right and maybe we as riders would be having the tendency to blame the horse or try to correct the horse in some way you know whether that's just 
putting a leg on to block an outside shoulder from drifting out or, um, you know, the horse doesn't want to be forward enough. So getting a dressage whip out or, you know, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be like, I'm not saying we're trying to intimidate our horses into anything, but, um, she's able to notice if the rider is using their bodies in such a way that's making it harder for the horse to perform the movement. And that's kind of the latest Pandora's box that I have opened for myself. I'm, if I could be anything throughout my career, it would be a student. So it's important to me that I am really learning as much as I can about these horses and continually trying to improve the ways that I do things so that the horses are able to learn faster and it be a better, less stressful process for them, both physically, mentally, and emotionally. So I took a lesson with her a couple weeks ago and she really showed me some of the stuff that was going on in my body and how that was translating into my horses. And I would have days now that I'm looking back, you know, hindsight's 2020, I would have days where it was like my takeaway from the day was, wow, every horse was, you know, really up today and, or every horse was really drifting out to the right today, or, you know, just like kind of some of these commonalities that would be happening. And it's like, I might ride six or seven horses that day. Could they really be all having the same tendency or am I the common denominator there? So I think sometimes we have to ask ourselves that. And if you only are riding one horse, that can be a little bit hard to have that level of insight, right? Because you just have the one horse giving you feedback, but that's how I look at it. It's feedback. Any kind of behavioral issue that might pop up, any kind of like all of a sudden I don't have a lead change to the left, or I've always had a hard time getting a change that direction or whatever it might be. It's all feedback from the horse. The horse is trying to tell you how they're coping with and understanding your training process or lack of having a training process. So I took a lesson from her and she showed me that my left shoulder, I think I mentioned this in a podcast, just a couple podcasts ago, I can't remember, but um, that my left shoulder had gotten really forward and my right hip had gotten really stuck forward and I had kind of this diagonal line through my body of weakness. And so the weakness was trying to compensate by continually activating muscles, bigger muscle groups, and not using my core. And so I've been on a mission the last few weeks to really change this about my riding. And I just realized that I was not going to be able to get my left shoulder where I wanted it. Like it just was not, I didn't have the range of motion. I didn't have the proprioception, which is my brain's ability to communicate with the rest of my nervous system to then get a certain group of muscles to fire and respond and move didn't have that didn't like it wasn't like for it was not for lack of trying I will tell you I was really trying to make this change and I think sometimes we can get really frustrated with ourselves and overly critical with ourselves like why can't I just bring that shoulder back and it's actually something um it's a neuromuscular communication that we aren't cognitively in charge of it's not something that's passing through our frontal lobe and giving us an opportunity to influence that just from, you know, an effort perspective. So knowing that from the time that I've spent with Rhonda, I decided to cut my losses the last couple of weeks on me trying to change the posture of myself by myself. And I have decided to go to physical therapy. And I have never 
gone to physical therapy in my life. And she had this wonderful physical therapist that she referred me to, who's also a massage therapist and a myofascial release therapist. And he's got like several different um, certifications. And again, another outside of the box thinker, because that seems to be the type of people that I'm surrounding myself with these days, which is really kind of lovely. I just, I love it. It's just, it feels very comfortable for me to be outside of the box and to be, um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Collaborating with people that also are outside of the box thinkers that are really going about things a little bit differently. So I go and see him and he immediately notices some things about me that I'm just like, how could you even tell that? He asked me if I get migraines behind my right eye, visual migraines, which I do on occasion. Um, and I've had some really bad ones. I've even had migraines to where I completely lost my vision entirely for, you know, several hours. And he also asked me if I had asthma, which I also do. So I'm like, how do you know this? It's just like, I was like, did she send me to a physical therapist or did she send me to a psychic? I'm a little confused. <laughs> but um, after he explained how he was seeing these things, it was like, okay, I'm starting to understand now how you could have um, drawn those conclusions just by looking at me. It's amazing. So this new path I'm on or an extension of the old path that I was on really, it's not really a brand new path. It's just further down the road is learning how to really see, really developing my eye to be able to see all that is in front of me when I look at a horse, being able to see all that is in front of me when I look at a person. And I don't know that it's possible to see all, right? But I want to be able to see as much as I can because if you can't see it, you don't have an awareness of it. And like we've talked about before, just on mindset coaching, if you don't have an awareness of it, you can't change it. So I am really opening myself up to a new way of seeing things. And it's interesting how when you open up one door, another door that's related opens and you just like end up walking through this series of different doors. So everything just ends up connecting. So anyway, I want to fi finish what I was saying about the physical therapist. So he gave me some exercises to do at home. He worked on me. Um, while I was there, both with some, um, myofascial release and massage and, um, some really interesting range of motion and proprioception exercises. And I was able to start programming my brain to left shoulder connection and my brain to right hip connection and my brain to core connection, which apparently had gotten completely disconnected, I used to have a really responsive core. So it, not just like a strong core, but like I could change my, the way I was standing. I could change my posture. I could change my movement. It was all just really easy for me. And, um, over the last couple of years, I don't know what happened exactly, but that has changed and it's much harder for me to communicate with my core. Um, it's also not as strong as it was either. So kind of a combination of the two. And when you don't have a strong core, what ends up happening is you start compensating with other muscle groups and they start doing the job when really they should be having more of a supporting role in the job. 
And as I was starting to do some massage on the horses, I was noticing that my neck and shoulders was becoming so tense that there were days I couldn't even look over my right shoulder. This might sound familiar to some of you. I know a lot of you deal with neck and shoulder and upper back tension and and all these things. And I just want, want to open a little door in your mind that some of that tension, some of that pain that you carry, number one, could potentially be optional. There could be some ways that you could go and get that addressed. And secondly, that those, that lack of range of motion, lack of communication with certain areas of the body, lack of strength, those weaknesses, that asymmetry in your body, when you ride your horse, you are transmitting that to your horse. So that day that I had the lesson with Rhonda, she pointed out to me that I was crooked and that was the reason why that particular horse was diving out through his right shoulder on the circle when we were going left. Like I could not get him to turn left and get a nice left circle to save my life. And it was because of my posture. Once I fixed my posture and it wasn't even like totally fixed, but it was just better after she explained to me what I needed to be doing, that horse just went and circled to the left perfectly. It was like no big deal. And that we get these moments in our lives that become kind of pivotal and send us off on a new trajectory. And that was one of those moments for me. It was like, okay, I understand this now. I had heard about biomechanics before and that the rider affects the horse, but I really thought like, ah, oh, these horses are just going to have to learn how to tolerate a certain amount of ineptitude on our part, I guess. I don't even know how to put that, but they're just going to have to navigate and tolerate a certain amount of lack of awareness, lack of coordination, some asymmetry that we may have in our bodies, and they're just going to have to deal with it, which is one perspective. You can train a horse to deal with that, but is that really what we want to be doing? We really want the riding experience to be just as good for the horse as it is for the person, right? We want our horses to get something out of our interaction with them as well. It's not just all about us. And if we can ride them correctly, like really correctly, we can actually impact them on a physical level, impact their mental experience, right? We can help them through fear and anxiety and reactivity, And we can also help them physically if we ride them correctly too. We can actually help to loosen up those tight places and strengthen those weak places and straighten up those too bendy places and soften the places that don't want to bend. We can actually do that if we learn how to ride a certain way. And how fabulous would that be if your horse actually at the end of the ride felt better, like literally physically felt better at the end of the ride than they did at the beginning. I think most of our horses feel a little bit tight and sore uh, most of the time after we ride them. And I'm really trying to change that. And I mean, I've gotten to the point in my horsemanship that that tightness and soreness might be minimal. You know, I've learned how to address saddle fit. I've learned all, all these tack issues that might be coming up. But if the riders are still sitting on the horses in a crooked way, that is still going to be transferred into the horse. There's just no way around it.
So back to my physical therapy session. I'm sorry. I did not make an outline today. So I may be jumping back and forth a little bit, but back to my personal physical therapy session, which by the way, I know as horse people, we all have a hard time with justifying in our minds, spending money on us versus spending it on our horses. And I decided because of this potential pattern that I could be putting into my horse, that was not a pattern of symmetry, right? Because I was sitting crooked, putting this pattern into all my horses, that may be requiring all my horses to need more body work than maybe they would need if I was straight. So in a way, I'm doing this for them, right? But it's also okay to do this for me because going forward, as I'm massaging more horses, I don't wanna have chronic neck and shoulder issues. I don't want any of that to get exacerbated. I don't want to get more migraines than I have. And I can take, you know, some money out of my budget. I'm really careful with my budget. I don't go into debt over my horses. I have a big emergency fund for them. If I need it for the vet, I've got, I really try to set everything up in a way that it makes sense. So I may be taking some of their body work for the next month, some of that money that was allocated to that and putting it to me for now. And that's just kind of, you know, that's just kind of how it's going to be for a little bit. But this will benefit all of us as I become, as my posture gets corrected. Okay. So I'm at the physical therapist. He's pointing out all these things. I'm feeling these weaknesses. He puts me through some exercises that illustrate my lack of proprioception to my right leg. And that's the issue with that right hip. And oh my goodness, that was wild. I had one spot, one particular exercise where my brain could not tell my right leg what to do. If I flipped over, tried to do it with my left leg, I could do it perfectly. It wasn't a weakness. It was literally my brain not being able to communicate a certain movement. And that, by the way, happens to our horses too. And horses go through training programs and get mashed on because of a proprioceptive issue that could have been resolved very easily. And instead, they end up getting overpressured and forced into positions that their bodies and brains can't handle. So trying to steer away from that, right? Trying to get a new track, get a new direction. And I'm realizing this, learning this about myself. And he, the physical therapist, decided to do some kinesio taping on me, just very minimal, on my right hip. And the whole purpose of that was to just provide a little bit of support to my hip as it moved, but also to remind my brain about that part of my body. And it was fascinating. As soon as he put the tape on, you know, it takes about, if you really know what you're doing, it takes about 30 seconds, maybe, maybe 15, super quick, went back and did the exercise. I could do it perfectly. Guys, my mind was blown. It was like, this, this stuff is real. This is amazing. And I've been really curious about learning how to do kinesio taping on horses. But I figured, you know, what better way than to start with myself so I can really experience it and get an understanding of it. Again, like I'm a super experiential learner. That's how I learn. I do much better going through it in person, feeling it, you know, letting all of my senses get a hold of it before I just try to 
understand it like in a book knowledge kind of way, which that is important too. I will go back and do that. But right now I'm really enjoying just the kind of dabbling and experimenting as I'm learning all of this stuff. So after my physical therapy session, I had a much easier time. And this was just one session, which I'm pretty committed. I'm going to be going back once a week for a while to get this all straightened out. But I went back and rode my horses and things were coming a lot easier. My horses were all riding so much better just because I had something fixed. And I will tell you what I had wasn't real obvious. Like to the untrained eye, I don't know that anybody would have noticed my level of crookedness or my um, posture issue. I certainly didn't have any awareness of it. I was just, you know, walking around compensating everywhere, just having no idea. And that really could have turned into something um, that would, would have been chronic. So, you know, just my little message out there, horsey people, take care of yourselves too and your bodies. We only get this one body. It's really important that we are good to it and that it's able to work for us as we need it to. So this last weekend, I had the privilege of auditing a Lori Headland clinic. And Lori is a certified USDF instructor, I believe up to fourth level. And she was really fascinating to watch how she taught her clinic. The format of the clinic was really interesting. They did a group session with everyone who was in the clinic in the morning and then split up into semi-private lessons in the afternoon the first day. Then the second day was back to group in the morning where she would just kind of introduce some broad concepts to everyone. And then in the afternoon, she did private lessons on the second day. Really neat format for a clinic and then everyone was encouraged to audit each other in the afternoons as well. She's very mindful to not over fatigue the horses. Um, really asking about what their fitness level was, how many times a week they were getting ridden, what type of riding they were doing, giving the horses lots of breaks, giving the people lots of breaks, just not overcooking any one concept as the horse um, was learning. And I really appreciated that. And it was amazing too how much got done. So even though she was being really mindful about the horses and not getting them overtired, everyone got so much done in the clinic. All of these horses just got more relaxed and more comfortable. And some of them got a little bit more energy to them, a little bit more impulsion. And they just started shaping up and just looking so nice. Well, there was this really interesting um, shift in one particular horse that I noticed on Sunday. And I had been watching all morning. I saw everybody's group lesson. And this gal comes back into the arena and she's the first private lesson in the afternoon. And she comes in and I'm just looking at this horse and I'm like, what has happened to this horse? I've been watching this horse all weekend. And you could tell it was a nice horse, but it just didn't have that like oomph to it. Like it just didn't quite, like it was kind of sort of doing all the exercises, but it just wasn't quite like that pop that you were kind of hoping to see. 
and it came in and it had its withers up and it was operating off of its hind end and it was super collected and engaged and had a great level of impulsion to it and I'm just looking at it I'm like what like if anything I would expect these horses to get more tired as they would go right so they might look a little more slumpy or a little less active with their hind legs or something you know by Sunday afternoon of the clinic right I mean that's pretty typical but this horse was just like oh like it looked so good and I'm looking at um two of my clients clients and friends friend clients I don't even know how to like say it but Cindy and Susan were with me and we're sitting there looking at this and we're just all looking at each other like what like we didn't miss anything we're like there's no way between the three of us we missed something that Lori had said to her that changed this much like how crazy is this so this is just kind of rattling around my head and Rhonda Martin was there participating in the clinic and so she's auditing this particular part so I go I go talk to her about I had a totally unrelated question and I find out that she had kinesio taped that rider before her private lesson and that was why the horse was so different so the horse got no body work done to it at all it didn't have any kinesio tape on it the only thing that had been changed was the rider's posture and again like super aha moment for me which was very much a complimentary aha moment to the one that I had before in the lesson that I had with Rhonda a few weeks ago it's like posture rider posture has a huge impact on horse performance and on horse posture I mean essentially is what it breaks down to right so rider posture has an enormous impact on horse posture whatever we are doing in our bodies our horse is going to end up mirroring in their bodies so that happens mentally and emotionally we know that but it happens physically how you sit on a horse causes your asymmetry to get put into the horse so if you're a rider that has you know some physical issue that isn't going to get resolved you know not everybody is going to be able to go to physical therapy or not everybody is even going to physical therapy going to be able to get completely symmetrical right you're going to have to be mindful that your horse is getting very consistent body work to make sure that you're able to take that pattern of use out of them and get everything programmed back to how it needs to be but that's not ideal, right? The ideal situation would be that you're not putting a crooked pattern of use into your horse at all in the first place. So making sure, again, our saddles fit right. Making sure the tree in your saddle is symmetrical. A lot of saddles these days get made by saddle makers that really aren't paying a whole lot of attention to if the skirt is hung straight or if the tree may have gotten warped with how it was stored before it was put into the saddle or the person who's had it has stored it you know in a I don't even know you know outside or whatever and there's so many things that can happen to a saddle that causes it to sit on a horse crookedly and then you add a crooked rider to it like this poor horse doesn't even stand a chance right so making sure that everything is as good as it can be and then things just become easy like instead of having to get after this horse 
that was in the clinic in this first private lesson Sunday afternoon, instead of having to get after that horse and try to get it jazzed up to get more action out of it and get it to be um, pushing off of its hind legs and using its back and all those things, no extra pressure was applied. Instead of having to put pressure on to compensate for the rider's crookedness, we just fixed the rider's crookedness. And all of a sudden the horse is like, oh, I would love to do this job. What a concept. What a concept. Now that I have seen this, I can't go back. Like there's just no going back. So I hope all of my students know that um, you're in for some kinesio taping here as I get a little bit more um, proficient at it. <laughs> Again, I'm experimenting on myself, so I will make all the mistakes on me first. And, um, and I'm going to learn as much as I can about it because it's such a quick way to change posture, give some support, engage your nervous system and your neuromuscular responses to where you can actually communicate with each part of your body that you need to communicate with. And you'll actually develop an awareness of where each part of your body is in space at any given point in time, which is huge, right? Once you know where everything is, like you really know, then you can change it or you can keep it there if that's where it needed to be, right? So what a concept that we can actually support, change our posture and have a direct impact in a positive way on our horse's posture and their ability to get through a training process just just totally blew me away. What a cool concept. So after the clinic, um, no, it was the morning after the, so let's see, sorry, I got to think for a second. So Saturday and Sunday were the clinic and then Monday morning I got out to the barn early before work and tried some of these concepts that I had learned both from spending my time with Rhonda, spending the time with my physical therapist. I did some experimental kinesio taping on myself and, um, and the stuff that I'd picked up from Lori and combining all of this, I had the best ride on my Mare Sedona that I have ever had. It was incredible. It felt like she had gone off on her own somewhere and learned a bunch of concepts um, and higher level things than anything that I even tried with her before. Like I tried my first ever shoulder in with her and she just did it like great to the left, I have to say. And then to the right, it was a little wiggly, but then I had the knowledge and self-awareness to realize after once down the long side that, oh, I'm sitting crooked. I'm sitting over to the right. It was really interesting to watching Lori's clinic and seeing the patterns in just kind of like the overall patterns in the group that most of the riders tended to sit to the right, have their rib cages out to the right, and were just like literally offset, just slightly right. And their left shoulders tended to be forward. Okay, so that was exactly what my pattern was. And then when we look at the horses, horses naturally bend left. And they naturally throw their rib cage out to the right. And they naturally have a weak right hind leg. And it's like, how the heck? You know, it's just 
being able to see this now, again, like that is my goal, being able to see what there is to see, right? I can't unsee it now that I've seen it. And I've gone how many years without having any kind of awareness that any of this was even remotely connected or it was a thing or it was something that I should be working on. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I just, it's really cool. So I had the most fun lesson day on Monday playing around with these concepts with my students and getting amazing results. I, I felt like I had kind of gotten to a kind of a plateau place with some of my students, especially the ones that have been with me longer. That'll happen from time to time. It's like, okay, I'm kind of either out of information or not quite sure how to convey this information that I need to get you to the next place. And having the opportunity to watch Lori teach and how she explained concepts really was was hugely helpful to me in how I teach my lessons now because it was like, okay, now I have some words to put to movements and postures and cues and it's like I've just got some different ways to explain some stuff which might, um, you know, be a little bit easier for my students to absorb and it was just like breaking things down in some ways that I've never thought of it before in addition to just doing some things that I've never thought of before, adding some new things in. So it was really fun. It was really fun for me to play with this on my personal horses and my training horses and also to play with this in my lessons with my students. So I'm just so excited um, about the direction that all this is heading in. I feel like I've got some amazing people around me just with a wealth of knowledge, some other professionals that are like-minded and... um, further down this road than I am and willing to share their knowledge, which is like such a gift. I'm so grateful for that. And I hope if anything that I can just be a sponge to absorb all of this and learn it all and then be able to share it with even more people. And in this way, we are really changing the horse industry one rider at a time, right? We're changing how we think of things. We're we're realizing that these problems that we come across in the training process are really self-created much of the time. It's something that a person has put into a horse. You know, if there's, if there's a point of resistance, it's something that's been put in there somehow, or it's been, you know, put in by an injury or, or something like that and just never been addressed or never been noticed. So anyway, that's kind of my update for the last couple of weeks, and I'm really excited to get all these new concepts kind of more pinned down and more organized in a way that I can uh, teach them in a little bit more of a coherent way. (laughs) Um, But thanks for listening to me ramble today. I'm so glad that you joined us, and if you ever have an opportunity to either hang out with Rhonda Martin or go audit or ride in a Lori Headland clinic. I highly recommend both of them. Um, anytime you can expand your bank of knowledge and get another tool in your toolbox, it's just a gift to your horse every time you go do that. So get out there, enjoy your horses, go try some new stuff, and I will see you all next week. Have a good one.
If you are enjoying my podcast, please visit pioneerhorsemanship.com where you will find the training tips and mindset coaching that I use every day to help my students and myself develop the mental, emotional, and physical skills that we need to become better for our horses. I'll see you there.